With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tennis.com podcast Inside the Tour. I'm Nina Pantic, one of your co-hosts alongside Irina Falcone. We have a special guest. Cece Bellis joins us. We met up with her in Orlando last month. She has been out of the game since March 2018 with wrist and elbow injuries that required four surgeries. She'll tell you all about them. She has been ranked as high as number 35 in the world in 2017 when she also won WTA Newcomer of the Year Award. In this interview, Cece talks about what she's been through in the past year in terms of rehab and surgeries and starts and stops. And then she looks ahead to her comeback, which will hopefully be around the U.S. Open. Here's Cece Bellis. Let's jump right in. All right, Susie Bellis, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's a special episode because we're all in the same room and that is so, so valuable. <laughs> I know. Just hearing your, your guys' story about being in different eras all the time, it's nice to have all of us together. It's amazing. So where are you at now in terms of practicing and getting back on court and, and your, your wrist injury, elbow injury? What's the What's the status? Right now I'm hitting. Uh, actually, this week I'm going to multiple days in a row, which is a positive. The last few weeks I've been doing every other day. And uh, I'm moving up to normal ball this week and kind of just kind of progressing every single day. And I'm, I'm, it's been really great and I'm happy about it. So no step backs yet. When you say normal ball, what's that mean? Were you playing with... I was playing with a lower compression ball at first, yeah. And then um, just each time, you know, I felt strong enough to move up to the next one, we kind of moved up and... This week I'm at a regular one, which is kind of crazy. So I'm excited. It's such a long process. It feels like it's been forever. It's been over a year. It was, I think, March 2018, last time you played. Do you expect, was it a shock when you look back and you're like, it's been a year? Yeah. I mean, just going into, you know, when I first got the scans of my arm, like the MRI and everything, you know, you'd never think it would have been this long. And I just had a lot of complications throughout the whole year. But um, looking back, I think it's definitely taught me a lot of lessons. So I'm going to try and take some positives out of it for sure. Was there anything that obviously a year um, off the court, you're playing still a little bit, practicing, but were there anything, new hobbies, new things that you have like found interesting or anything like that? Um, I mean, I started taking classes online, uh, college classes, and that's been really fun for me. And it's definitely been good to take my mind off of everything else going on and have something else that you know, I'm enjoying and and doing well in. So that's been really fun for me. And just kind of spending time with my family, friends and doing things that I wouldn't be able to do (laughs) if I was playing tennis all the time. So it's been nice to kind of catch up with everyone and be normal for a little bit too. And with the school, is it the online school like uh, Indiana East? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool. Does it, does that, uh, the WTA helps you guys figure that out? Because you both did it. Yeah. uh, It's really easy for us to, they help us sign up and get us kind of started. It was really easy to get going and spend swing great for me for sure in terms of hobbies and stuff did you ever have did you have more time to like i don't know plan vacations or go visit friends that you normally wouldn't there's always like a bigger christmas vacation when you probably haven't yeah. in the past seven years yeah no we took a summer vacation last summer to jackson hole wyoming 
and it was gorgeous there. And it, it was a really outdoorsy vacation. Usually every year we try and do like a beach family vacation. We've gone to Hawaii a lot since I lived in California when I was younger. But uh, yeah, it was it was so pretty there in the mountains, and we did a lot of hiking and fun stuff like that. I got to visit a lot of my friends in in California and be home for a little bit. So that was fun too. Because we had Shelby on, and she was like. I mean, obviously being injured is, is terrible and surgeries are scary and all that, but she was like, I've had so much more time to hang out with my friends and do normal, normal things. And I don't know, it's like pros. I mean, obviously there's more cons, but there's a little bit of, of growing. Oh, and- taking positives for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's there's positives that you can take and kind of making the best of, of the year for sure was one of my goals. People don't really understand that like for us, I mean, being home when you're a tennis player full-time tennis player tour player being home is vacation yeah it really is so every time I would talk to people I'm like I'm just being a normal person like this is what a normal life is like you know (laughs) you're actually sleeping in the same bed every single night so totally get that yeah um do you have any vacations planned like soon anything else during the summer or um not quite yet just kind of figuring out my schedule um and when I, you know, think I'm going to be ready to play tournaments again and just kind of going to go from there. And I guess we'll see, you know, if I keep progressing and just kind of playing it by ear at this point. And then we'll we'll figure out off time and vacations. I do want to go to the Bahamas at some point this year. So maybe during off season. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Arena and I have been. Yeah. We went with to the Exumas and hung out with the pigs. Oh, yes. It was life changing. That is so iconic. I hope you do go. Do you have a... Any idea of when you're going to come back or any, I mean, you've had three surgeries? Uh, four. Four. Jesus. Oh was it your first surgery ever in your life when you had the first one? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, was just, I mean, each one I was more scared going in. And I think the last one, uh, I mean, because, you know, people ask me, they're like, you know, has it gotten easier? You know, how are you dealing with it? And the first time I actually was like, I'm in so much pain that I need to get it. Like, I wasn't actually nervous at that point because... You know, I'd never really been through the process. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then by the last one, I couldn't sleep for a week before. I was so scared. I got so sick from probably not sleeping and just being, you know, worn down. And then I went into the surgery so sick. And it was the worst week after the surgery, literally, of my life. I've never felt worse. So um, I don't plan on doing any more. <laughs> when was the last one? Uh, it was in the end of March. Oh, my God. Yeah. Recent. Yeah. It wasn't even that, like, invasive, too. This was probably the least... Or no, actually, my elbow was the least invasive one. But um, the most invasive one was probably what made me so scared of this one. And uh, that was the one previous to this last one. So it was kind of tough for me to go through that. And then thinking about doing it all over again, even though knowing it wasn't going to be as bad, just kind of mentally was really tough for me, for sure. Yeah, just the process of having to go to the hospital and being... Yeah, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Under, right? like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like flying up to Minnesota where I got all of them done. I swear that place. I've been there so much in the last year. We've kind of made a joke about it, my family and I. We've called it our second home last year because we've been there so much. Because even before my first surgery, we went up there so many times for you know, visits to meet the doctor to see what his opinions were. We went up a couple times before the first one even to, uh, you know, just meet with them and see what their opinions were and kind of go over everything. And then finally, you know, getting there for the first surgery. And I, I think I've been up there. We counted since the last surgery was my ninth trip, I think, up there in the last year. Wait, to Minnesota? Yep. To the Mayo Clinic up there, so. At least they're good there. Yeah, no, they were so good. I actually, that's what I've, um, a lot of people have asked me, like, I had a couple different options of where I wanted to go, and there was, there was a doctor in Europe that, you know, it was an option, but I went to 
obviously meet um, the surgeon that I chose at the Mayo Clinic, and he was just the best, like the nicest person. I think that actually is one of the main reasons why I chose him. He made me feel so comfortable. He's so smart, like knew exactly what he was doing. He's probably one of the best in the world. So I um, just felt so comfortable with him, and he just made everything so easy and, you know, was super reassuring. So You're only 19 or so, so it's just – I think like it's so scary to have to even make a medical decision, but oh, you yeah. obviously had family support and, right. and all of that. Yeah, I had a lot of different, um, you know, kind of voices that were helping me decide. But I think in the end, I, I chose to just, I wanted to be in the U.S. Like that made me feel most comfortable too. And then just kind of the doctor that I chose, his whole demeanor was just, it felt really comfortable. So I thought that was the best way to go for sure. What did the doctor actually say in regards to recovery time after your last surgery? After just this most recent one? Um, so actually the most recent one was just removing the plate that I had in my arm and it was, uh, causing, yeah, the worst, the worst problems ever. (laughs) Um, and it was, I mean, so basically every time I went to go practice, um, just getting into the progressions of that before the last surgery, I would get these two huge like lumps on my arm from the plate, like rubbing against my muscles and tendons because my arm just, it wasn't big enough to support it. And it was just the worst ever, and we <laughs> just had to take it out at that point. I had, like, a plate incompatibility problem. So um, the timeline for that actually wasn't that crazy. It's been slightly longer than uh, what the doctor had said. But um, he said, I think, four weeks off and then start progressions after that. But I think I took five off just to make sure that I was strong enough and everything felt good before I started progressions on court. So. Even just day-to-day life of having your arm in a cast for a year oh would God, just drive me insane. Yeah. Well, the after the first surgery, I was in a cast for in a cast that went above my elbow just for the first wrist surgery for eight weeks, and I couldn't straighten my elbow for eight weeks. And honestly, that that was a, one of the reasons why I had to get the elbow surgery was because I could not straighten my elbow, and I was having like horrible, horrible nerve pain in my elbow because I couldn't move it or straighten it, and it was completely stuck for eight weeks straight. And that was one of the worst things ever. And actually, you can probably still see this like kind of circle right there compared to I'm showing them right yeah. now. <laughs> and that's literally my skin not being like alive and not growing back since the cast from the first surgery a year ago. Because I had it, it was pressing on this part of my elbow for so long that it it's literally like dead skin. Was there any times where you blame the doctors for having had four surgeries? Or was it just because of the way your bones and your arm and everything is fit? I mean, obviously, there's going to be times where I was like, gosh, he maybe could have done that in one of the other surgeries. But honestly, he was, you know, probably could like honestly could be the best in the world. So there was no way that I could blame him at all. He was just, you know, that was basically his opinion. And there was one choice he made uh, where he could have done something that he did, ended up doing in my third surgery that he could have done in my first surgery. But, um, you know, that was just his professional opinion. And looking back, he probably could have made the right decision as well. So it was just you know, whatever he chose. So I couldn't be too mad at it. No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I actually had a lot of misdiagnoses, um, before my first surgery, before I went to this doctor, I had a lot of people that, you know, just basically said you should get a cortisone shot, quick fix, like you'll be fine. And I, I, for some reason, my gut was telling me to not do that. And I just didn't want to do it. And, uh, I finally got his opinion and he was like, wow, I can't believe the other doctors didn't see this when the other ones literally took an MRI and they saw nothing and reported nothing. And then when I went to him, he was like, you literally have three tears in your wrist. Your bone's too long. It's causing all these tears. Like, there's 10 things wrong, you know? And uh, it's just crazy how, you know, opinions can differ so much for sure. So 
Yeah. yeah. That's why everyone says the second opinion. Right, right. I had a, a fifth opinion, honestly, <laughs> at this point, so. Is your left wrist fine? My left is totally fine. <laughs> but actually what's funny is now that I've been doing rehab on my right wrist for so long, we experimented and tried to do the same exercises that, I, that I'm doing on my right wrist now. We tried to do them on my, on my left wrist and, you know, holding weights and doing range of motion stuff. And, and my left wrist wasn't even as strong as my right, which was really funny. So I guess that's a positive of the strength that I've gained. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like with that much, a year and a half at this point, almost a year and a half of, of working on it, yeah. you're going to end up with a almost totally different hand. Four surgeries, though. I mean, I don't, I obviously am not trying to compare, but I had uh, surgery on my toe. I remember that. She was such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say is that, I mean, I went to... Asia, Canada, England, France, and Australia, and no one could tell me yeah. like what was going on. Right. The diagnosis was always like, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. So I was like, this is really great. Yeah. Um, so just going in, I remember going in for surgery. The hardest thing for me was just getting for them to put the IV on my hand. Oh, the worst thing ever. And yeah. it's just like, I usually am no problem when the doping control comes and they do, do the blood. Like, I'll watch them do it. Like, Oh, I still can't watch. I can't watch it. Yeah, I have to because I'm like, if I don't, then I'm like nervous of what they're doing. So I have to just... Oh, you're one of those people? Yeah. Watch. And for example, my dad, he will pass out. You know, he'll just... Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. so embarrassing. I can't do it. So, yeah, no, just honestly, just thinking about that needle going into your hand. And I remember like the lady was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I missed it again. I missed it again. And it was just like, you need to like, just not touch me right now. There was, I think it was my second surgery um instead of doing it like in my hand on the top of my hand they did it in my wrist joint on my left wrist and it left a bruise for like three weeks that was like the size of a baseball on the top of my hand it was insane oh, I, I feel like i'm just so weak when it comes in. i'm sweating right now <laughs> just thinking about this <laughs> just the idea of being put under to me is like the scariest thing because i've never done it but then you talk to someone like juan martin del potra who's had i think three or four wrist surgeries and he's probably in your boat where he's right. like i've i've been through a nightmare and now I'm coming out the other side of it do you see the the end of the light is here right like oh 100 percent yeah, I mean, I can't even believe I got through it. Each surgery, I I said to my family, my friends that were there with me, I was like, wow, I can't believe I got through that. Like, I just can't believe it because each one, I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing the surgery. Like, I'm done with tennis. I'm not going to do this. Like, I can't do this anymore. I can't put my body through it. Even before the first one, I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like, it's not worth it. But um, especially before the third one, it's what I had to get done seemed so barbaric to me that I was like, this just can't be real. But I ended up doing it. I don't know, my gut told me to do it and fix it and try and come back so because it's a shorten okay. your bone yeah they had to break my bone in my forearm they couldn't even shorten it from the top they literally like they went in the middle of my forearm broke it and then shortened that part and then reconnected it with the plate so i'm gonna just change the subject because this is <laughs> that's, just a, too that's incredible though i know it's just it's amazing what doctors can do but um, yeah i don't know how that works um but i i just i mean obviously the fact that you were able to get through this like it's a lot for anybody and your age. I mean, was there ever a time where you were actually like, I think I'm done, like with tennis? Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah, multiple times, for sure. And uh, I, you know, even like the physios that I'm working with here and everyone that were, they were on each call with the doctor and they would be with me when I would hear what I'd have to do. And they, I mean, it was just the worst experiences ever. And I would literally be sobbing after each call with the doctor knowing that I had to go back in and do something else and 
I mean, really, before the third one, I, I thought I was going to be done, for sure, because I thought there's no way that that could be real, that a doctor goes in and, like, surgically breaks a bone in your body. And then you play tennis again, yeah. Yeah, and then I play tennis, like, there's no way. And he said, even before that surgery, he said, you're probably going to have to get another one because your arm is so small, like, there's no way it's going to be able to support a plate that's, it literally went from, I'm showing them in, like, in real life right now, from, right, I mean, you can see it, it went from, like, yeah. she's showing us a scar, yeah. 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 yeah, it was huge, and it was, like, it's, like, half her arm is a scar, yeah. It was, it was that thick, and there was, it was screwed six holes in my bone with a plate, so... But it was always meant to be a temporary plate, or it was supposed to stay there forever? It, it could have stayed there forever. It could have. But he said, um, like, even before the last surgery, he said, if I had had two inches extra of fat around my arm, I'd be fine. But because I'm, you know, obviously an athlete and pretty active, my arm's pretty small, so it could, just couldn't hold it. Jeez. The complications. It's crazy. The surgeries lead to other things, I think. Yeah. For sure. Like, yeah. it's, I feel like it's rare that you hear, like, an athlete get, like, one, and they're perfect, and they're done. Yeah. Like, very tough. Yeah. I mean, the only person I think of is Del Quadro now. He had to have multiple and he was right. like, I think I'm done. But he was, he's 30. I mean, he's 10 years older than you. It just seems so unfair. Yeah. And you were doing, I mean, you will be doing well again, but you were doing so well. <laughs> like things were like a like, top of the world kind of situation. And then to have to go through a year and a half of such setbacks. I mean, I think in the long run, it's going to, you'll look back, hopefully in like 10 years, you'll look back <laughs> and be like, that made me stronger and maybe even lengthened your career because it's probably what's going to happen at some point. Yeah, it was it was a genetic thing. My bone was just too long. It was going to happen at some point for sure. So, so. I mean, anyway, another news. <laughs> I, I just want to talk about something that's less cringeworthy. Um, so you're doing Indiana East University, yes. which is a program where WTA and Indiana East University, if you get a seat or better, seventy five percent of your tuition is paid for. Nice. So it sounds easy. You guys are already rich. <laughs> it sounds easy, um, but being on the tour, being on the road, like it can be exceptionally hard, you know. Um, so you're, what are you studying? Um, so this is actually, I'm taking summer classes right now. And I took my first semester last fall and then my second in the spring. Right now my summer classes are intro to business, stats, and uh, body anatomy. Well, I'm taking, taking three right now. Yeah, I know. It's actually, it was pretty funny. I, I went in after my first day of classes and uh, I went into the physios that I'm working with, and I feel like I know all the terms already, and Irina, you would too, because of all the things we've heard, you know, over the years, and, and uh, you know, just treatment rooms and stuff like that, so it's it's pretty fun. Hands-on experience. Do you yeah. ever to go into a classroom and take a test ever, or is it just all online? It's all online, yeah. I've had to have, like, proctors uh, watch over me when I'm taking exams, but, you know, obviously, yeah. That's pretty oh, fun. I didn't have that. I had that for my... Um, math my finite math course last semester did you ever look back and think that you should have gone to stanford for a year in school for a year because i feel like people have asked us a million times we always kind of bring up college because we both went to college so right. that's my defense here no I, yeah i definitely think so and there were definitely times throughout this year where i was like wow like this may not have happened if i went to college and you know because it could have happened when i was playing juniors it could have happened every at any point in my career but i think it honestly just with the level that I was playing at and the pace that I was kind of receiving each match and the hard hitting, you know, my wrist just, it finally just kind of snapped. So, um, I think if I went to college, it, it wouldn't have been as much stress on my wrist. I obviously would have been practicing less, training less, and, uh, it would have been definitely a different path. And yeah, I definitely thought about that a lot in the last year, but you know, I've stuck to this choice and I'm going to ride with it. See yeah. It see it through. Exactly. It's amazing. So I've known CC for about, I want to say, six, seven years or so. 
And it's so funny, like watching you right now, I'm just like, it's, you've grown so much. <laughs> and, um, I, I just, honestly, I'm just making that as a comment because it's amazing. Also, when you go through experiences like this, you do grow. Um, it's not like consciously, but you know, you just kind of realize, wow, there's so much more to life. Well, yeah, and that's actually, it's funny you bring that up because, uh, a lot of what my parents and I have talked about in the last year is we can, you know, we never kind of experienced my life without tennis and, I have a totally different life outside of tennis. Like I could not play tennis anymore and have a completely normal life. And I'm sure you've realized that too, Irina, in the last, you know, year or so. And just kind of figuring out that, and I always knew that tennis wasn't my whole life. Like I had a totally, you know, normal life when I wasn't playing, but this kind of made me really open my eyes to see that, you know, it's not my whole life. I am a whole, you know, different person and I can always fall back, fall back on that if I need to, for sure. It's good for the long run Mm -hmm. for both of you. I remember when I was playing on tour, uh, everyone, whenever I would see family, whenever I would see friends, it was always tennis, tennis, tennis. Yeah. And that was always my comment. I was like, you know that there's so much more to me than just right. that. It's like, why don't you ask me what I like to do for fun or what books I'm reading or what shows I'm watching? Um, so yeah, I, I totally understand the whole perspective thing because my last year, I remember uh, for christmas and for new year's i was like oh wow people actually get together and like this is the thing and <laughs> yeah. like people actually come together during this time i'm not on a flight <laughs> exactly yeah. and and so many people just don't understand that you know you just see um as a fan you just see the glamorous life like you yeah. see it on the court you see the player parties but there's so much more to it yeah so much more i don't think it has to take four surgeries to realize that but it, it's worked out <laughs> it's yes. worked out in a way that you have a bigger perspective which is great um but I guess another thing you guys share is the U.S. Open. I think we want to touch on that a little bit. So, in an amazing coincidence, you guys both beat the same player in, like, your big breakthrough weekend <laughs> weeks, the U.S. Open. So, you both beat Dominika Tsiblikova, poor Tsiblikova. She just hates us. I mean, I that's... <laughs> no, I mean, I think she's entertaining and amazing, so no offense to her. But, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Like, you beat her in 2014, you beat her in 2011. Um, kind of your, your big breakthrough, here I am moments. Mm-hmm. And you guys share that. Do you ever, how often do you look back on that, if ever? Um, not as much anymore. I think it was obviously like such a great start to my career and kind of, you know, my first big tournament, but I think I was definitely playing extremely well that day. At that age, I could have never kept that up, you know, consistently. And, uh, I think it was a great starting point, but definitely something that I don't look back on too much now because I feel like it's not really, really realistic, but. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good, a really good moment for me. Does it make the U.S. Open still the most special when you think about it? I know it's coming up this year and you might not be back in time for it, but do you, does it make it more special when you go back there? Cause you're like, oh, this is where it all began. Yeah, for sure. I think I am hoping to make it this year too, which, uh, fingers crossed, but, um, yeah, it definitely is one of the best tournaments out there. Definitely the best slam for us, I think. Definitely for Arena. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my favorite slam. Uh, you like Wimby, don't you? Um, I love yeah, Oz. I love Wait, Wimby. But you love French too. I know. You're so good on red clay. The I dropper just... is just so dead on red clay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Serena's on. She's like, I literally can't watch. Did you guys see her outfit? Yes. Crazy. I just can't wait to see what she's wearing. I know. No, it's actually, it's so exciting. Like the lead up yeah. to each slam. Yeah, me too. It's like it's really fun. Up. It's actually so fun. Time. Wait, have either of you guys played against her? No. I did. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Singles. Yeah. I mean, that experience has to be insane. And it's... Yeah, yeah. So cool. I mean, I feel honored to be able to have, you know, played her and 
basically like hopefully tell my kids one day, wow, I played against the greatest of all time. And I mean, that's just such a cool thing to say. So it was, it was really, really, really cool for me. And speaking of Nike, you're sponsored by Nike. I think IMG, Advocare. I think you had a bunch of things going. When when you went through an injury, were they all just still with you and yeah. getting it out? Yeah, they've been actually really good and, and really supportive and helpful. So I'm really grateful to them and just sticking with me through all this. And hopefully it can come back even stronger, all of us together. Obviously, you have a team with you right now that wants you to just be back and as soon as possible. Who is your team right now? Um, so my coach is Tom Gutteridge. He's, uh, I've been working with him since I was 15 and, um, I decided to bring him on board full time, uh, right now. And he's been great. I've been, he's been down here full time for a couple months now and it's been working out really well. And I'm working with the fitness trainers at USTA, Craig, Satoshi, Jen sometimes too. It's been, it's been great. And the physios there as well. So that's my team around me right now. My agent, um, is from IMG, like you said. So that's my team. What's the USTA vibe like in Lake Nona? You guys are a bunch of friends that like get lunch together and hang out and have dinners, or is it more straight to business and go home to your separate mansions out here in this complex? <laughs> are you referring to players or players. players and coaches? Players. No, I think we get together a lot. Yeah, we're all really good friends. I'd there's say. so many of you here. I feel like yeah. there's like a and it's we have there's a good group here. Like we've got a good vibe for sure, and we kind of all we travel together and do stuff on the road together too. So it's fun. So, I mean, other than doing school, is there anything like any other interests that you've picked up? I mean, if anybody wants to ask about me, I've picked up <laughs> meal prepping, I've picked up gardening, I've picked up how to compost. Uh, Gonna come to my house, Irina. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you infiltrate the USDA uh, population? I, I'm in the middle of it. I yeah. remember. Yeah. You, yeah, I remember. Yeah. You, she came into USDA one day and I was like, yes. There's a lot so of legal fun. work that is. Oh, involved, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. In case you, like, poison someone. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody dies. Um, Meal prepping is very in. Yeah, it it's so in. in. It is in. Um, so, yes, enough about me, though. What interests have you picked up, if any? Um, similar to meal prepping, I love cooking. Um, I like baking, too. I've been doing that a lot in the last year. Um, I mean, I've still been doing fitness, like, twice a day ever since I had my, you know, recovered from my first surgery. So I've been into that a lot and just, yeah, just kind of hanging out, shopping a little. Hanging out with friends, movies. You have a boyfriend that goes to UF? Yes. So. Mm-hmm. He had a great first year? Yeah, he did so well. And he had a great NCAAs too. Yeah. So I was really proud of him. It was fun to watch him here. Okay. I didn't know that. With my former coach, Brian Shelton. Oh, we have wow. another connection there. Irene and I are just connected on every level. Yeah. So it's so Irina's funny. former Georgia Tech coach is the UF coach and your For boyfriend men. goes there. Yes. Okay. Pretty funny. Okay. And his mom is a USTA coach. Okay, wow. Here in Lake Nona. Wow. Also, oh, he's based here but goes to school uh, yeah. in Gainesville. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So have you been, like, seeing each other even though he's in college? Or Yeah, yeah. I've uh, gone up there a lot. He comes down a lot. I pretty much see him every week still. And now he's home for the summer, so... It's really nice to have him back, and but yeah, it was it was fun going up there and kind of seeing what college life would be like a little bit, <laughs> um, and just being being normal. So that was fun too. Next time I see you, Brian, I'm gonna bring you up. Yeah, you ask should. him. Yeah, well, you should. I remember uh, when I committed to Stanford, the first person that I went up. So Irene and I were like practicing together in in Boca when USC was there at the time. And uh, I think the day after, like, I posted something about it, I, like, went up to Irina. I was like, Irina, like, I committed to Sam, and she was like, I'm so proud of you. You're not going to remember this. But it was so funny. And she was, like, the happiest person ever for me. And she was like, oh, I loved going to college. You're going to have so much fun. And, yeah. I only went for two years, but it was fun. 
the years that it lasted. I feel like don't Stanford would be more fun than Georgia Tech. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Stanford isn't Atlanta. It's the whole California vibe. It's hard California to beat. is cool. I visited UCLA too. And yeah, and I, literally all the girls on the UCLA team are like my best friends. So I feel like I would have loved that too. Oh my god, yeah. UCLA. That's where she went. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's so I sick. Yeah, I played there, um, but I graduated. Love that. So fun. It, that's in LA, though. I'm not, I don't know. Stanford's a bit more quiet. I yeah, it's definitely more quiet. And I live like five minutes from Stanford, so it would have been nice to do my laundry at home and <laughs> things like that. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like things worked out, though. I feel like the decision you made made sense because like, you flew through the pros and like got to top 40 and you know were newcomer of the year, and I feel like it'll all just go right back to that i hope so yeah I, it was definitely tough i had like a ranking kind of goal in mind that i wanted to be at before i turned pro and i felt like once i hit that it was the right decision but you know obviously in the last year i'm gonna be thinking about the other decision <laughs> since i've been off a lot but i think it was the right one you validated it like tenfold in your first two years well thank you trust me it's not easy because it's not common for someone to just like decide not to go to college and do as well as you did um, a lot of times like pressure can get to you, especially cause you're like, I have to prove myself now. Like I have to show them that this is the right decision and that yeah. can definitely mess with your head and your confidence. And you put a lot of just dumb pressure on yourself, For if sure. you will. So you totally overcame that. Well, thank you. It's such an American thing. It's such an American thing though. Like I feel like people, other players that are foreign, I mean, I've talked to a few players about this and I've heard Naomi Osaka talk about this and she's like, I was never going to play in college. But every American player, you have that, that that split path, and the Europeans don't. It's almost an advantage. Oh, well, I think it's so amazing yeah. that we, we have that other path that we can go on as well. I think it's so important. And, I mean, you see so many good college players coming and being good pros now, too. So I think it's it's huge for us to have that. I don't know what we would do if we were in Europe. Like, I don't know what I would do if I was in Europe. If you only had one option. Yeah. Either go pro or you work at a country or, club, yeah. basically. Oh, yeah. That'd be so tough. I will say, though, when we were growing up, like, our coach at the time, like, playing college was, like, the worst thing you could do. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's... So the, it, yeah, it, it's has changed. changed. It's changed. Agreed, but, I mean, there's still some people where it's, like, college, like, no, no way, like, I have to go pro. Like, that's right. the only way I know I succeeded. Even the idea, though, of going for only a year and leaving seems like it wasn't that common when we were... It, we're not that old, but it, it feels like it was... It's more common now to be like, yeah, I'm going to go for a year. It's changed. And, and Absolutely. A lot of players play in the summer and the fall, take semesters off and have, like, top 400 rankings. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's it's kind of a, a natural transition to go mm-hmm. from college to pro. Well, yeah, when I went, I was like, I failed. It's all over. <laughs> it's the end of my life now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I went to UCLA, so that's, I mean, that's, a, that's just so extreme. But yeah, it's different. Different now. Okay, well, I think we wasted enough of your time. <laughs> <laughs> Not wasted. <laughs> it's, been, it's been so good catching up and getting to have you have a chance for a platform to share your story. I know you did Behind the Racket, and mm-hmm. we're obsessed with that Instagram account, and you shared some of it. But I kind of think it was good to get an update. Yeah, oh, for sure. No, I appreciate you guys giving me this platform and having me on, and... And to catch up with you guys. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it.